Hello, friends, colleagues, relatives, family. <laughs> it's, you want to say it? Your man. <laughs> it's your boys. And it's back with the M podcast. Mmm, punk. <laughs> Very, you know, fueled. <laughs> Got you, roll. <laughs> How are you, Sam? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I love- we're out of lockdown. <laughs> we, we, we are. I love the switch of vibe because me and Matis were just having like a very heavy conversation. We're like, fuck it. Let's podcast. We play, press play and it's like, it's your boys. We're out of lockdown. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> that is very true. But to be fair, you you are out of, we are out of lockdown. That's so show you know, business. That, that's, that, that's something to certainly cheer you up. That is show business for y'all. <laughs> yeah. It's nice, isn't it? It's, it's very nice. It has, been, it has been nice for a while. Back to parks. Back to parks and back to living life. Um, is there anything interesting going on? No. No. <laughs> no. We, we, we got out of lockdown. We came to a world where nothing is going on. True. True indeed. Uh, all right. So let's just get into it, right? Yes. Yes. We shall. Go on a blind date. Now, now we discussed had a, pre, a, had a quick bit. pre-discussion because we don't pre-discuss our topics. But you, you were on the line of I, I know how they look. Yeah, because we just were against blind date. No, it that, isn't. That's, 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 the, that's in the name, blind date. Because you don't know. Because you don't know the person, not because exactly. you don't know what they look like. But it's you know those like. Cheesy blind date, date kind of things like I'm wearing a red rose. You wear a red rose too, so we match and we know who we are. Yes, but to me, a blind date is like if your uh, friend is like, "This is Tracy from accounting. I think you'd make a great match." Yeah, that's set you that's, up on a that's date. your friend setting you up on a date. That's not a blind date. It is that's a blind just your date. Friend setting you a, up. Okay, first of all, Oxford Dictionary blind date. A social engagement with a person one has not previously met, arranged a view to the development of a romantic or sexual relationship. <laughs> arranged with a view. So, it doesn't say C, but this is my question to you. How the fuck would you arrange a blind date if you don't know what the person looks like? See, someone else arranges it for you. You wouldn't ask? I mean, you can ask. Oh, so, so, so then it's an arranged date. <laughs> you can ask, but how well do you dis- actually like describe someone's face? All right, your face. Like someone's your face. Your, 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 your. You can say they have brown eyes, dark hair, beard, but their face. Your, your. Like, their, their nose is in a, in quite middle of their face, and their eyes are kind of wide and up. Your Finnish friend, Matti. Um, so, Matti, he comes to you, he goes, he goes crazy from accounting. She, I think you'd make a great match. Tracy from accounting, you make a great match. You, you should go on a date right now. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't ask him to see her Instagram. I mean, I would, but if Matti, Matti follows the rules of blind dating, he won't tell me. All right, let's Google this. Is a bl- how do I fucking Google this? Do you know what a person looks like <laughs> before a blind date? I mean, I guess there's very does it ca- okay Quora. Does it does it does it does it does it count as a blind date if I've seen their face but have never spoken a word to that person in my life? I guess it's a kind of like a watered-down blind date. Like, I guess it still counts, but it's a bit... The answer is, why do you care? Technically, a blind date, blind date is one where you do not know anything about the other person before the date. It is typically arranged by others. This means there are degrees of blindness. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I.e., mm. it is a double blind also knows nothing. Clearly, you do not go into the date knowing literally nothing. Like, you'll know the person arranging it used, used to sell you on the date in the first place. So knowing what the person looks like ahead of time is probably not enough to disqualify it from being blind. What would sequilify it <laughs> is if you felt you knew the person before you met and you expected the date to be with that person. So I guess, yeah, there are degrees of a blind date. 
Yeah. But technically, you can know what they look like and for it still to be a blind date. Yeah. Okay. It's a watered-down blind date. Okay. So it's not double blind. <laughs> <laughs> a triple one is where you fucking don't know anything about them. Which, that's a double one. Uh, so, have you done it? No. Have you? Have I? No. <laughs> I've gone out with people that... Because, like, people have suggested that to me, but I've never gone out with someone before without any contact whatsoever, you know? So, like, I've gone out with girls that other people have arranged, I guess, hmm. but I've texted the girls beforehand and we've kind of known each other. I've hmm. never showed up to a date not knowing anything about the person. Hmm. Would you like to? <laughs> this is not a proposition for me to <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I guess I would. Like, double blind or <laughs> half blind? Double blind if I trust the person setting it up to know what type of girl I'd be attracted mm. to. Uh, but yeah, I, I do it, uh, theoretically. Because, <laughs> you know, I think it's a fun experience. Yeah. You, you could either, because you don't know anything, right? Nowadays, you know a lot. Of, I think you know more things than you think you know before going I mean, you can stalk them to pieces exactly. if you want but then then that's also that's lessening your blindness even if you're not stalking them to pieces even if you're like only only been on their instagram months you already know the vibe of the person i think you can already make deductions uh, the instagram wise <laughs> or, or what what wise person wise in a sense yeah but how, uh, how? well through your common friend through their uh, digital world presence because everybody whether they like it or not has a digital world present or the world presence and it is often a fraction of reality but it is a fraction of reality yeah. so you can make some sort of deductions based on the person a lot more than you think so just a picture tells a thousand words right what, what was the yeah. so you can definitely know a lot about a person based on that yeah I guess it's <laughs> I guess every kind of a b- 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 uh, app like Tinder, dating app, anything like that is a type of a blind date. Because technically, that counts as a blind date. You, if you see their face and it doesn't ca- disqualify it. What if you know them through chat? Then, then, then it only counts as blind date if if you say in the chat, "Let's go out." But the answer Immediately. is cool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree. If if you do that, then why it's don't a blind people do that? Why don't people set blind dates on those apps more often? Oh my god! (laughs) You're right! Come on, people! (laughs) Actually, why isn't that a popular pickup line? Just texting someone out of the blue. Listen, I think it'd be fun if we just went out on a blind date, saw what happens. If we click, we click. If we don't click, we don't click. But I'd rather like have the experience of either really liking you in real life or not liking you at all, just for the meme. Yeah. I guess a lot of people, if they were propositioned in that way, then they would probably they would probably say yes, right? They'd be interested. Yeah. Um, would you go on a blind date if you weren't in a healthy, yes, loving yes, relationship? I, 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 I mean, out of the concept, probably yeah. But I feel like during my time, dating culture has kind of taken a turn out of dating culture mm. and blind date goes to the roots of dating culture like you you don't know anything about the person so you gotta ask questions you gotta be like what's your job you gotta you gotta do those all, all kinds of those yeah. like almost scripted pattern yeah which i think we've spoken it on the podcast the most natural raw version of a date like you go to a coffee and you get to know each other is a bit cringy exactly, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that goes straight straight to that. Yeah. Like you just have to go through it. And I would feel like I wouldn't be very good or how would I say? I would be socially aware, but I wouldn't be like able to navigate no, I in that situation fluently. I guess I it would feel kind of forced, which is why I would and with all of this like forced mentality in the back of my head, I don't think that date would be that successful. Hence I feel like 
I would set myself up for a failure. Such a good point. There is, um, I heard a quote a couple of weeks ago and it really stayed with me. And it went like, humans are always communicating. Even when we're not communicating, that's a form of communicating. Hmm. Let me expand. So I think a date, as you said, is more likely to fail if it's blind, purely because there hasn't been any communication before that. So the... Everything that happens on that date is then an immediate statement, an immediate first communication. Hmm. So, for example, if you're texting someone on Tinder, right? And you kind of get to know them, the atmosphere around them, whatever, stuff like that. Hmm. You already go with a certain mindset in mind as Hmm. to who you're meeting and who you are in that space, right? Because on the first date, you're never going to be fully yourself. Let's face it. No one ever will be. Ever. You're always like... I'm not saying you're pretending, but you're always going to be a fraction of yourself, of course, because yeah. you don't know the person. Yeah. So basically, an example that may sound really dumb, but it's coming to mind is if you kind of know someone, then, for example, you know the level of formality of the date. Mm. So if you kind of know someone, then you know, okay, this date is, you know, we're going to grab some food. It's chill. It's casual. This is the vibe this person is giving. Or... It can be the opposite way where it's kind of the old fashioned date, you know, like dinner at a restaurant, the cringe thing that we've been talking about, dinner, restaurant, like shit like that. If you don't know the person, if it's a blind date, an immediate first communication, for example, is the way that you two present yourself. So immediately, what happens if a person shows up and the guy is wearing a shirt, right? Mm. And is dressed up and has got like fancy trousers and the girl is super casual immediately he thinks maybe, yes. maybe, I'm not saying immediately, but maybe he thinks that's a way of her communicating that this isn't a big deal to her. Mm. And maybe she thinks, oh, wow, he really wants this and she's put off. Mm. So to go back to your point, I would agree that blind dates are more prone to fail just because every single thing that you do is a form of communication and you immediately make statements that are probably not true, but instinctively we make them no matter who we are. So the level of, there is a level, I think, of knowing someone, there is a sweet spot of kind of knowing someone, but not really knowing them. That is the perfect spot for a, for a meetup in real yeah. life. Depends also how much the third person who sets them up is, is setting it up. Oh like, God, I forgot is, about the third is the, person. Is the, per, <laughs> is the person actually telling them what to wear or like, where are they going? How much are, are they just like, you should hook up. Well, like you do you and then they just brought these two people together to be fair if the third person is really good at what he's doing <laughs> then what they're doing then uh they would immediately set up two people that the third person thinks are going to kind of read into the situation similarly you know yeah. what i mean so he wouldn't set up francesca who mm. is like really into dressing up and formal dinner dates and like john who uh, is a skater boy and uh, <laughs> likes to drink obsessive amounts of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for example. And Francesca. And the gasoline. <laughs> and gasoline. <laughs> John is into gasoline. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, keeping all of that in mind, I still think it's a good experience. Yeah, as an experience, sure. You, you can also make good stories, but... Uh, also, in, in not even blind dating culture, but in the, the classical dating culture in general, I feel like <laughs> that that's the thing that puts me off of it. Like, in the worst case scenario, you become a prisoner. And you the only thing you entangle yourself on is this uh, date going really well. Yeah. Like, if it's not going well, you just want to make sure it goes well. Yeah. Because if you're stuck in a restaurant, even if it's a date, it, it will be like... It would be the <laughs> worst case scenario if you just stand up and you're like, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. I, I'm just going to go pay my bill and go. So uh, you you won't do that. So you're just kind of stuck there. And what you're trying to do is you desperately try to make the date go well. Of course, like if it goes well, then great for good for you. But this is on the flip side, like if it doesn't. And that's, that, that just, it's putting you in a scenario where you potentially, like the risk of this let's <laughs> it's it's the risk in anything let's say 
you want to go to a gym, but yeah. the gym has faulty equipment, yeah. and the gym, like, let's say, let's say these dumbbells <laughs> hit you, or there's a chance of these dumbbells to hit you, do you? It immediately puts you off from going to the gym. Yeah, it's the same. There's a high risk scenario, <laughs> especially in a blind trade no, no, of this going wrong. So you're kind of like, I, I get. What do you're I saying. want to go? I get what you're saying completely. I think also because my mindset has changed on on dating because. When I was younger, I used to be like, okay, you got to plan the date so that um, it highlights the person. You know mm. what I mean? So whatever you do, it needs to, it, that's the experience. That's the night, like the activity or whatever, mm. the place that matters because that highlights the person. Now I realize the person highlights the activity. Mm. So really, if you're vibing with someone on a date, it doesn't matter where the date is, what the date is. It will just highlight whatever the date is. Of course, pick a nice place, do a nice thing, whatever, for a first date or a second or a third. But at the end of the day, the thing you're doing on the date is just a plus. Really, the main event is being there with each other, right? Um, So blind dates, I can imagine how it'd be the the thing or the place or the event that would matter more, right? In both people's minds because it's a blind date. So you need that like third leg to stand on, basically. You need, in case you're not vibing, you need that third leg of like, oh, it's a great place or oh, it's a great activity. So that puts a bit of pressure on it, both consciously and subconsciously. Yeah. So, so. Should you go on a blind date? I think you should. I don't think you should make it a main practice. So I don't think every date you go on should be a blind date. Mm. Uh, Because there are pros and cons to both uh, getting to know someone before going out with them and to a blind date as we've discussed but i do think it it's a it could be a lovely experience and uh, i do support it for you know mm. at least once mm. what do you think i do support it i'm not <laughs> saying to anyone don't go but i'm saying you should really know the person who's setting you up because mm. i feel like in blind dates it's going to fail more times than it would succeed. Yeah. So unless you really, really know the person. So uh, in in the God's year 2021, I feel like <laughs> I feel like blind dating has kind of missed its mark. Yeah. It, it's, it's existing on a borrowed time. Yeah. I'm, I mean, surely, surely. Things can go right in blind dates. I'm not saying that. And if you, if you're prone to believe that, then absolutely go for it. But uh, I feel like in general, dating has withered away, and people tend to go towards other people who they somewhat know. Yeah. Just out of sheer safety and knowledge, really. Yeah. But then again, you can you can always put solace in the fact that this person. That's why the key person, the setting up person, is important. You can you can put solace on the fact that this person actually like knows you both yeah. and is not setting you up with a murderer or something. Absolutely. So there's that. So if you are out there and someone is setting you up on a blind date, go to the blind date if you really trust the person. Yeah. But if it's a mate from a school. I would be a bit iffy mm, about that. I would agree completely. Do you know what? I've been thinking uh, about I've been running mm-hmm. running dates I've been on in my head and I realize for a first date an activity I don't think is a good choice because I have been on a few first dates where I've gone and like done stuff like activity wise with mm. the girl right so like gun range or <laughs> or like bowling or stuff like that and now I'm running Kind of all the, all the first dates have been, all, not even first dates, all the beginning dates that I've mm. been. And when I think about the dates where it was an activity, I think, I remember the activity. I don't <laughs> remember the person, I don't remember the conversation that much. But then now I'm thinking about the first dates I've been where it's been a food place or a sit down, right? Mm. So the place is the thing, not the activity. And there I remember the, the conversation and the person and the atmosphere much better. So I actually think, this is not at all related to what we're talking about, but I actually think an activity is better for like a third, fourth date. Because in the in the first one or two, uh, eating or like walking or shit like that, where it's where the, the, the event is basically the person, mm. flat out, that's better in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I've never thought about it before now, but... 
It's a good point. I'm making. (laughs) (laughs) And with the good point being made, and with the good point being made, let it absorb into your ears, listeners, and date someone with a with a decade year difference. Decade, decade difference. Yeah, so basically like 40 dating a 50 or a 30 dating 40 or a 10-year-old dating 20-year-old. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't help yourself. You couldn't help yourself. <laughs> right, let, let us... But I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking more so like 20 versus 30 or like 30, 40. And it can go like yeah. younger, older. Right? Yes. So what do you think? So you would be dating at... 32 year old i'd be dating a 32 year old i would be dating a 36 year old yeah or in 10 years or or or, no in in 10 years you'd be dating a 26 year old yes yeah when you put it like that it doesn't sound too bad yeah okay so i have a story i can't say anything (laughs) well that's a good story than anything i have been in a situation where I've had like a much older woman interested I guess is the word I don't fucking know oh my god but that was less than 10 years it was nine (laughs) well it was nine nine yeah remember which one the the so I've been in a situation Mm -hmm. where that happens uh I've never dated anyone and I, uh, it's never been anything serious, but I have, I have been in a situation and I can tell you from experience that it is weird. (laughs) Why is it weird? (laughs) Man, man, I really shot myself in the book here, huh? Why is it weird? Um, (laughs) suddenly just, (laughs) I can't, maybe this is a me thing, but I can't distance myself from the fact because this i think i can say some details this happened quite recently i was 21 at the time right so i can't distance myself from the fact that like whenever i'm with her i see myself as a 21 year old (laughs) and i see her much older uh Hmm. so to me that that mind that brain thing that mindset was like weird Mm -hmm. just because i i saw myself as like less of a human around her you know not not less of a human but i just what's that problem like you saw yourself as a young person who's like yeah i don't have my shit together honestly yeah yeah i did i did and i i consider myself to have a lot of shit together for the age i'm at right and i i i I, when i was with her i was like man i'm a fucking nobody you know i'm and um and so I, I found it difficult to distance myself from that fact. Hmm. And to sum it up, I, I, I felt like it wasn't, an, this is in no way coming from her. She was, she, I don't think she felt any of this. I think like she was, she was really, she never like was condescending or anything like hmm. that. She was great in that sense. But um, from my, I felt that the dynamic wasn't balanced. Hmm. So I, and, and significantly so. Yeah. So that's, um, but uh, to bring it back to just a more generic question thing, um, I think that uh, that's because I was 21, right? Yeah. And it's different when you're, A, there is a gender thing. Absolutely. Mm. It's complete. I, I think definitely there is. Uh, unfortunately so, but obviously you see a 21-year-old guy with a 31-year-old woman much less and you make much different deductions than a 21-year-old girl and a 31-year-old guy. Yeah. Right? Uh, but to bring it back, I think <clears throat> if you're 30 and you're dating someone who's 40, as you get older, it becomes less and less significant. Yeah. But when you're 20 and you're dating someone who's 30, that can feel strange. I, ge- I guess it's also the fact that all your biggest developments, not not talking like physical one, but like your life developments, like getting your first job, getting a uni place, exploring yourself as a person happens in your 20s, in your late, mm. late teenage years, so 18, 19, 
to your early 20s and for some even like later 20s because mm. let, let's say you had a universe you went to uni and you realize almost at the end of it like whoa this is not what I want to do yeah. hence you're kind of rerouting so for some people after mid-20s you're still exploring yourself yeah uh, so uh, by the time you're 30 it becomes more and more like at that point you start to like things start to balance out when you're 40 you, you have a midlife crisis <laughs> but like your life is at that point it's your life has already kind of set you on a path yeah in a sense you yeah. you can still break out of it but like it's kind of like derailing from a train track at some point you're yeah. kind of like in the vicinity of the train track you cannot just like versus 20 you can do whatever you want yeah so um i guess i guess that's why it's more weirder the less the like the younger we are just like 30 to 20 year old you're like oh that's a that's a bit of an iffy yeah then 30 to 40 year you're like Okay, the 40-year-old, they kind of, like, they, they have their things set. Like, the 30-year-old, probably, like, they can change careers or, like, still yeah, yeah, yeah. developing their careers. 50 to 40, you're starting to be like, I don't care. <laughs> 70 to 60, you're like, whatever, they're the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why, because, like, it's, t- in my opinion, it's tied to uh, the more we develop as humans. Mm. And that's, that's, why make, that's why it doesn't make any difference it's it's two people who are in their in the kind of similar mindset yeah which ultimately makes the bond so of course it can happen between 30 year old and 20 year old yeah. if they're on the same mindset let's say the 20 year old does a 20 year old job is a, is in a bar or waits tables and the 30 year old can do a, like an office job yeah it it just makes sense but in that relationship they of course gotta understand it yeah. going back to what you said like they gotta understand that dynamic and it cannot be like oh my god i feel lesser because they're 10 years ahead of me yeah so uh if they're on that mindset and if they have this mindset it's all good in my opinion because mm. we tend to see like let's say 50 to 40 year old we tend to like societal in a societal way we tend to see them as the same. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that's acceptable because, yeah. you know, their mindsets yeah, 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 are the same. Yeah, I get what you Just mean, because yeah. we box them in our minds yeah. into the same category. You're like, they have the same job. They have the same yeah, life yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah. They maybe have kids and then they hook up now. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's actually a great point because I, I'll bring it back to the, the personal example I have because I realize now I didn't feel it was disbalanced because she was older. I felt it was disbalanced because of the lifestyle she had, mm. right? So, because I am younger than most of the people that I communicate with. So, like, what we have a five-year, four-year four year, difference, yeah. four-year age difference. I don't, I don't see you as like more adult or or more like like grander <laughs> than me just because you're older. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I have friends who are ten years older. I have friends who are twenty years older, and we're friends, and it's a it's a completely healthy, balanced relationship. Yeah. So with, with this girl, I think it wasn't an age thing. I think it was just because, you know, obviously we're in the arts and we, we live like a, a more un, uh, fluent lifestyle yeah. in that sense. Uh, and But she was like, like definition of adult. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like has her shit together. Yeah. So what you're saying, just that we view the age difference based on how they are at that certain point in their life. Yeah. I think that's that matters more than the number itself. Yeah. Because uh, if if you're 20 and you're dating someone who's 30, but you have you're at exactly the same spots in in your life, I think that would make much less of a difference than as you said, if you're 20 straight out of high school or whatever, uh, figuring shit out, and your partner is 30 and uh, works in corporate and is like at a high position yeah because then that would make an obvious dynamic problem yeah but also the question is kind of rigged towards other people's eyes and not not the people in their relationship yeah because it, 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 it the only the only problem i if the relationship works the age doesn't really matter so the only problem that comes from it is the societal uh Absolutely. Judgment. Absolutely. I do think it's more difficult to manage a relationship like that. Just because it's 
more likely that you find someone who shares the same mindset as you and is at the same stage in life as you that is also a similar age to you. Yeah. So I think those relationships are just a bit more difficult to manage purely because it's more likely that there is a difference of where I'm at with life. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's necessarily so. So I think you just have to be smart about it. More smart than with any other relationship. Yeah. The bigger question for me <laughs> is... Uh, there's couples with like 30 year old age difference mm. so that requires a whole like rerouting of mindset because imagine like a 25 year old dating a 55 year old okay so they are they are in completely different worlds in their lives N- never even minding that the societal societal eyes like bruh I want to phrase this so that I don't get cancelled. Don't cancel Mickey. Listen to this point first. Okay, so I think in those types of relationships, both parties, whether it's conscious or subconscious, they know that they want a certain dynamic that is different from the regular dynamic. So if a 20-year-old is dating a 50-year-old, then I think in nine times out of 10, it is because the 20-year-old wants a dynamic where... For, for them, the relationship isn't completely similar in mindset. Mm. And so, and it's the same for the 50-year-old. 50, 50 because mm. uh, I don't think you can reroute yourself. I don't think you can see so much eye-to-eye if it's such big of a difference. Yeah. So you have to know that if you're in that sort of relationship, then you're seeking different things than your average Joe. Yeah. I don't think that's inherently bad. No. But I, 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 think, I think it is... Uh, I think you just have to realize it if you're that type of person. Yeah. No, I don't think you can kind of, I don't think you can be 20 and you, you're dating a 50 year old and you can kind of expect for it to be, no, accept it isn't the word, but for it to develop and be as any other relationship. Because it obviously isn't because mm. you've all, one person is 20 and the other is 50 and you see life differently. You've been through different things. You share different mindsets. And if that's something that you want, I don't judge it. Go for it. But you got to know that it is something that you want. You don't want just any kind of black and white relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Don't cancel me. I think I made a good point. (laughs) He made a good point. (laughs) I wouldn't cancel you. Um, So what do you think? What do you think? Mm, I would say like ultimately love is love in age scenario as well so like if 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 this relationship works then why not go for it but i do think there is some pitfalls that that these relationships inherently carry like your different societal Mm. status or even on the flip side like let's say the 30 year old has essentially like to put it put it as straightforward as i can failed in life like let's Mm. say they 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 have just skimmed by from their 20s. They're unemployed. They have no, like, future in sight, in a sense. Like, everything's kind of open-ended. Versus this 20-year-old who has their shit together. Yeah. it's It always comes to, like, a... How would I say? Individual. A, yeah, I would, I would say, like, it comes to a power balance. Mm. And it's just finding your... How equal you can be in that mm. relationship. Mm. Because you can be. And, of course, like, I don't think... Any relationship is equal in a sense. Like, of course, they are equal. Don't get me wrong. But, like, people in relationships are good in different things. Yeah. That's why, like, some some in some relationships, people manage... Stri- the other partner manages stress better than the other. Or, like, they have different strengths. Yeah. So, it's just finding in this, in this scenario, it's just an added bag of the age difference. So you got to like, what is the strength of the 30 year old or 40 year old to like person who is 10 years younger than yeah. them yeah. and like managing that, like where are our strengths and weaknesses in our relationship Yeah, and trying to make that work. I would agree. Completely. And it cannot, if, if, if you go to the relationship in the mindset, like, oh, I'm 10 years older than you, that gives me power. Or exactly. Like, I'm yeah, better yeah, in yeah. life than you. Then that's already Already ruined. Already ruined. I think I, 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 we or see. If, I, if, yeah. if from the younger perspective, also, if you go to this relationship, like ah, oh, 30, 40 year old, they got their shit together. 
your to an extent of course like you should look up to your partner but they cannot be your role model yeah. either or like they cannot be like your you your that's what your life is gonna be like you cannot just go like i'm gonna copy everything my partner is gonna copy like you still gotta retain that individualism yeah in you so it's a if you can manage these little tricky things in your relationship absolutely like who cares what other fuckers think. I think you've said it best. My final thought is just to sum up my head is that, again, I agree everything. I would also add that those relationships, they can be healthy, but they just, they have the tendency to be unhealthy more than another relationship. Yeah. So that doesn't mean they will be, but yeah. they just, they have that tendency. And yeah. you've said best how not to go to the unhealthy way. Yeah, because there's a... There's extra pitfalls. Exactly. Not to even exactly. count the societal exactly. backlash you've it's made. It's just, just a bigger thing to deal with. Like there is just, there's an obvious kind of thing to not deal with, but it's just... It's also the, ex- there, there's also the other side of like acceptable stigma as well. Mm. Like men and women, because let's say, let's say John, com- John, John 33 comes to the office. He's like, oh, my girlfriend is coming to pick me up. 23 year old woman shows up. People are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, John, look at you." <laughs> Versus, let's say John. To, to be fair, like once again, like John twenty three. Data. My 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 girlfriend is picking me up. A thirty three year old woman. It's like, "Ah, oh, John, look at you going for an older lady." But versus, the, if the lady is like like dating a 23 year old lady is dating a 33 year old they're like oh goodness gold digger and also if a 33 year old dates a 23 year old they're like oh goodness she's going for a youngins our society needs to change you think so because i think if a 23 year old guy is dating a 33 year old woman that's a bigger red flag to people than any one of the other options I think they're gonna be like, oh, John, going for the elder ones. What? <laughs> okay. Got your got your mama issues sorted. Oh, <laughs> John. What? What if? What if? What about if a thirty-three-year-old woman is like, my boyfriend is coming to pick me up, and a twenty-three-year-old shows up? Then to her, they're definitely gonna be. Yeah, I think I think more, behind her back. more in the woman side, they're gonna get a bigger backlash. I think in both cases, the girl is gonna get a bigger backlash because yeah. the guy will come out on like. A guy will come out on top of exactly, the time. exactly. Like if a, if a forty year old guy is dating a thirty year old uh, girl, if a, no, a thirty year old guy do- dating a twenty year old girl, everybody's like, oh, look at John with <laughs> yeah. the hot young girl. Yeah. But then if it, if a girl is like that, then they're like, Whew, why is the why is Jackie in accounting dating a twenty year old? She's thirty. You know, something must be wrong with yeah, her. So- so that's the inherently this question's problem is not the couple, even though there's like like we just explored the little yeah. problems that might come up, but the bigger and the biggest problem is the society around mm. them. Mm. So uh, do you know I actually a, know a couple a where the funky guy thing to I know mention. I know a long term couple where the guy is I think seven eight years younger than the girl, and they will not stop hearing about it, man. Every party, every get the jokes are a constant all the time. Yeah, I don't think they're bothered by it, but it just it becomes a thing. It yeah. becomes our society is fucked. <laughs> the Joker was right. <laughs> so so ultimately, ultimately, I don't even know how to change in society. <laughs> I I just invite our listeners. If you see a couple who has a visibly a big age difference, don't they, judge them. I wouldn't say don't judge them. Just acknowledge the initial first reaction. If it's if it's a negative reaction in you, yeah, I would just yeah, 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 yeah. I would just invite everyone to acknowledge it and ask themselves the question: Why yeah. am I triggered by this? Absolutely. I think you can judge if you want to judge, but train your instincts. Yeah. Go to questions first and then deductions. If you want to grow as a person, never judge yourself. Always ask a question why. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> if you want to grow as a person, never judge anything. Always ask questions. I yes. think that's a, that's like the thing about growing as a person. Just ask. Yes. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Learn magic. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and by magic, we don't mean this Harry Potter. No, 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 no. We mean <laughs> magic tricks. The good stuff. The, good the cords all, and the coins. Old fashioned stuff or sawing assistants in half. And all right. Shooting cards out of your bare hands. You look like you knew magic back in the day. I, I, have, a, I have a trick that I can do. The best trick I can do is uh, saw a uh, little... Uh, floss like a floss thingy. Oh yeah, which you floss your teeth with. Saw it in my neck and bring it back out. I know this. It was a thing when I was. I don't know. I don't remember how you do it, but I remember it was like very impressive mm. when it got done because your skin sticks out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I I can do that. It's pretty dope trick to do. But still, what I still, still I still know how to do it. Ooh. Interesting. I know what we're doing after the podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, do you like magic? Yes, I do. I don't think... I'm not a magic fan, <laughs> but I like magic. I like... Yeah, no, I... Mm, I ruin magic for myself because I always need to know how it's done. <laughs> so when I watch magic, I don't enjoy the show. I wonder how it's done to be yeah. fair i am completely confident in saying this i am fucking great at figuring out tricks <laughs> maybe not the card ones because those are like math aren't they? they they're like card placement and there are shuffles and stuff yeah. like that but if it's a trick like um a visual illusion mm. uh i'm great at figuring those out because i used to watch like britain's got talent and america's got mm. talent all the time and w- when it was magic i would l- always just watch it trying to figure out and i got better at it so i'm pretty good at that but i ruined magic for myself i like live magic tv magic doesn't seem to catch my attention the thing is magic is basically it's inherently the same the good ones are inherently the same as actors in a theater Mm. because that's that's one gimmick that you can stop people from seeing what you're doing because if you have a captivating story or a good stage presence you're more inclined to see the person and what they're doing instead of like, what is going on in their hands? Yeah. Because uh, let's say let's, there are some magicians who like follow a story or they explain a pattern or something is going on. They, 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 they talk about things that, that already like cap- the story itself, what they're saying or what they're doing is capturing your, your focus. Yeah. And then you just, you're more or less, you're less inclined to go like, this is how the trick is done. Or like, I got you, motherfucker. I'm seeing what you're yeah. doing. Listen, there is also magic and then there is magic. So a card trick is one thing, but like, you know David Blaine? Yeah. David Blaine is another thing. But David David Blaine is like a... I, David exactly. Blaine is interesting. He's super talented, but it's like... He's very entertaining. Like, look at this Instagram <laughs> social media clout I do. Is he? Um, no, but like he does, like he goes to a celebrity's house and then he yeah, like, yeah, yeah, does yeah. a trick and then he leaves. Yeah. I uh, Does he even have his own shows? He used to. So, because he is, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't call him. He kind of like comes and goes. He's like, he's like that guy in the roast that, that just lives for the roast. He's like, what is his name? Jeff something. He, uh, uh, oh, oh. He's like, he's only in that. <laughs> David Blaine is like, he's in some celebrity's house and then he disappears and then he comes back. True, but no, but David Blaine, like, you know about his past, like the, the endurance stuff? No. Oh my God. So he, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not really a magician, but. Yeah, to be, David Blaine has that. Right. I mean, I don't know how David Blaine does his tricks. Okay, so but like the fish from his gut. I actually know he how spins. he does that. Like, I think he literally yeah, yeah, swallows he has, the yeah, fish because yeah, he has yeah. trained himself yeah. to do that. So he also he every time he goes out, um, he puts frogs in his stomach to take out the frogs if he needs to do a trick. But um, the biggest ones are like so. He's also an endurance artist, so he did holding his breath for seventeen minutes. Yeah, he did not eating for forty four days. Ooh. It's standing on a pole for 35 hours. St- this is the craziest one. Standing in an ice block for 63 hours, which is exactly as it sounds. So he froze himself in an ice block for 63 hours. Um, f- buried alive for seven days. I know, I know both those ma- ice cube and buried alive, how it's done. 
No, but he actually does them. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't. I, no, you no, cannot be buried alive for it. <laughs> well, no, he he has he breathes, but he is in a coffin under the ground. Yeah, but your oxygen is gonna run out. Like ultimately, that's a trick. No, 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 no. His are like so the buried alive one, for example. That's so it's a whole production. So they feed him oxygen, and they do. He doesn't pretend that it's a trick. He tells people like it's exactly as it is. Like obviously, the ice block one as well. Like he gets help from a crew and mm. tech team and all that but these are different from his like frog ones which are kind of performance and yeah. magic but these ones his endurance ones they he actually did them which is insane the, <laughs> the thing about david blaine he's like anti uh anti-performance because the dude is as bland as they come. oh yeah <laughs> he's like well here's a trick for you i have a card have you picked your card? Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He looks like he's consistently a bit stoned. True. True. <laughs> well, well, he doesn't. So, uh, I mean, kudos to him. He's a good magician. But that's that's the that's what I was saying before. Like, it's easier to just watch. Like, what is he doing? Because yeah. you, you're not interested in him at yeah. all. Yeah. So back to the OG thing. Do you think like would you learn a bit of magic in order to kind of have it in your repertoire of things to do? I mean, if I would be interested in magic in learning, because I very much enjoy it as an audience member. I've been in uh, live magic shows and stuff like that, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it for myself because I don't have that spark or interest to start learning it. Because it takes a lot to mm. like become good at it. Mm. Not to mention a pro. So. Uh, so when you hear learn magic, are you thinking learn magic or are you thinking like learn a bit of magic? Because my mind goes to I'll learn a little bit of magic. Yeah, but if you learn a little bit, like what am I going to do with it? I'm going to go to a party with a deck of cards be like, look what I can do. I guess it's, I guess it's just if there is a deck of cards, you go, oh, look what I can do. You yeah. know? I mean, yeah, you can do that. But, um, but ultimately, like the hassle of doing that <laughs> is that and I'm in, in my own personal life right now. I'm like, where would I incorporate like a good bit of magic is the, is like, I, I, I can't find any, so I wouldn't learn magic personally. I mean, if Olivia is upset about something, instead of like being compassionate, instead of being, instead of being compassionate, like, oh, it's going to be okay. And you just go like, you want to see a card trick? <laughs> Good old fashioned talking, what's wrong? Instead of like, look what I have. That, that, that does sound like a thing I do, doesn't it? If someone's upset, I'm like, look, look, you want me to take a coin out of your ear? Yeah. I get what you're saying, though. but I, I wouldn't learn magic just for having it in my repertoire. I don't think it's worth it, the trouble. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I do think it, if you learn magic, it can potential like help you in your other like let's say you're in the arts mm. like you can definitely use sleight of hand in theater mm. like let's say let's say you have a tricky scenario where like how do how the fuck do i get these actors out then you can do a like a film on the background or a cool light thingy or like that's some act, some actor popping up doing some shit that's a good <laughs> oh, point. while the others escape or like if you have a quick clothing change to buy some time or stuff like that i guess with performance everything kind of goes hand in hand doesn't it yeah and because magic is ultimately live performance as well absolutely yeah unless you're david blaine, <laughs> unless you're david blaine. <laughs> um but my thing is i think i wouldn't learn it just because it doesn't interest me yeah so it's like any it's i see it as any other fun thing you could learn yeah but then why would you so i could say to someone like i could say to you right now uh why don't you learn to juggle right mm. uh it doesn't interest you so why would you because yeah. like i i for, for everybody who doesn't know mm. i juggle yay <laughs> another another fascinating fact about Mickey that makes him even more fucking lame uh, <laughs> but no uh but can he juggle and vape at the same time i can <laughs> i can i can hey i've switched i'm no longer with the big vape i yeah. think I've, I've dropped a few lame points massively right <laughs> uh, but no so i juggle and it doesn't it comes in handy when people are drunk and they're like, Mickey, juggle these things. And I'm like, ha ha ha. And I, and I juggle them, right? But 
It's it's because I was interested, so I learned yeah. it. But if you're not, then it's if someone goes, Matis, can you when they're drunk like Matis, can you juggle juggle these things? And you go, No, I can't. They're not gonna go. Eh, friendship over. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not an essential skill yeah. to have. As neither is magic. Yeah. So I'd learn it if I was interested in learning it. But if I'm not interested, I don't think it's that valuable of a thing to learn. Yeah, I mean, if it interests you, then go for it. It takes it takes super long time to get good at it. So, so if you have the time to invest, go for it. But if you rather do something else, do something else. True. I mean, no one. <laughs> I feel like imagine like you come to a party and you're like, look, look what I can do. People are just gonna be like, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Honestly. So no, unless you really can blow their minds away, <laughs> you're just gonna be a Honestly, Now that you say it, there are very few situations where become we, we became oh. explicit. We we we've been explicit <laughs> since episode one. Um, but no, imagine. And now I think about it, and there are very few social situations where you could confidently be like, "Hey, do you want to see some magic?" I know. Even at a party, you wouldn't go up to like going up to people at a party going, "Do you want to see a card trick?" Is a weird thing to do. Yeah. It's a weird thing because you can like I can juggle ironically like haha look how lame I am but I can't be like oh haha look at this court trick I know oh my god I'm so lame. And to be fair, even if you're like David Blaine, you pull frogs out of your stomach, you would just be the guy like <laughs> you went to a party, you went to a party and suddenly you pull frogs out of your stomach. Here goes fuck are you? Here goes Mickey again pulling frogs out of his stomach. People will be impressed, shocked even, but they will be like what the fuck, dude vomits frogs. Essentially, that becomes your thing. I don't think you want to be the guy who has that thing. Yeah. Um, so, to sum up, I'd say, learn it if it becomes your career. Learn it if you're very interested. Otherwise, I don't really see a point. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Down. That, that, that's it. We that done. We it. good. That's our. This is our. There's one episode left. Yeah, this is penultimate episode. People. There is one episode left, people. It's gonna be a special one. It is. Season finale. Season finale. Twenty yeah. episodes. I wonder if there is. A, I, I'm sure there is, but I wonder if there is a person who has listened to every single episode. If and you're out there, shout out to you. If you're out there, we fucking love you. <laughs> you are the. You know, DM us. And you're coming as a guest. Okay. Yes. But you, I don't know how they prove something like that, though. <laughs> oh, you can see on Spotify. No, oh. I, they can just press, skip to the end. <laughs> that is true. Well, still counts as a view. <laughs> still, we... we <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, per usual. Thank you. Have a lovely weekend. And remember... Wait, say something while I Google something. I, I'm saying something cool. Uh, magic. <laughs> Blew your mind. Entrepreneurship. No, what was the word? That wasn't a word. Entrepreneurial. Oh. Entrepreneurial. Wait, say it. Entrepreneurial. 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 Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye, everybody.